Good morning, goddesses. This is Shannon, and I'm your host, and this is the Goddess Morning Show podcast, where you can tune in every morning for a 20-minute episode to start your day with updates on things that matter to a community of awake and conscious individuals who seek the divine feminine in all we do. We sift through all of the copious amounts of information on the internet to bring you news and information on the things that matter. Tune in to hear about environmental news and book releases, interviews with thought leaders influencing the awakening of humanity, the moon phases, planetary positions, crystals, herbal and holistic health, guidance on green living, just to name a few. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to now. Be blessed. Namaste. Good morning, goddesses. I am Shannon, and I am the host of the Goddess Morning Show. It is January 17th, 2020, and we are starting the day out right with a look at the news that matters most to us as a community. First up today, we have a look at the moon and planets. We have the moon and waning crescent phase in Libra, illuminated at 54%. Mercury is in Aquarius, Venus is in Pisces, Mars is in Sagittarius, Jupiter in Capricorn, Saturn in Capricorn, Uranus is in Taurus, Neptune in Pisces, Pluto in Capricorn, and Chiron in Aries. In book releases, we have Use Your Planets Wisely by Jennifer Freed, and it came out January 7th. And it starts out saying, who am I really? What did I come here to do? Who am I in relationships? A good therapist will help you answer these questions, and so will a good astrologer. For the last 25 years, Dr. Jennifer Freed has combined her deep understanding of both of these practices to deeply transform people's lives. She introduces you to psychological astrology as a way to dive deep into understanding yourself and others in a profound and life-changing way. If you think of yourself as simply a Virgo, or a Pisces, or a Capricorn, be prepared to expand your self-knowledge many-fold. The knowledge in this book will give you a far more complete picture of your psychological and emotional blueprint. By understanding your cosmic DNA, nine core strengths, and cosmic committee, you'll come to trust that there is a divine orchestration that guides you, that you have a purpose in the world, and that both your light and your shadows are welcome participants in your psychological and relational lives. Use Your Planets Wisely is an innovative resource to help you know yourself better, have better relationships, and enjoy greater happiness and fulfillment in your community. Okay, so our affirmation for the day comes to us from HuffPost.com, and it goes, I am the architect of my life. I build its foundation and choose its contents. Okay, now moving into a little talk about the crystal of the day comes to us from CrystalEarthSpirit.com. 
and it is angelite. It is the stone of awareness. It helps with clear, compassionate, and truthful communication. Angelite will help you speak your truth and help you to be more compassionate and accepting. It also helps facilitate contact with the angelic realm while helping you maintain contact with everyday reality. For healing, it supports bone density and health, helping with arthritis and fractures, and it is associated with the throat chakra. Okay, so our herb for the day comes to us from healthline.com. It is tea tree, which is native to Australia, produces an oil that's long been thought to be beneficial for skin conditions, including mild acne, athlete's foot, small wounds, dandruff, insect bites, and other inflammatory skin conditions. There needs to be further study into acne and scalp use, but for now, there's a degree of research into the antimicrobial superpowers of tea tree oil on wounds and topical infections. One recent study said that tea tree oil slowed the growth of acne-causing microbes. It's commonly used as a highly concentrated essential oil. Wilson recommends that tea tree oil, as with all essential oils, should be diluted in a carrier oil. She adds that it often already comes diluted in a variety of skincare products and creams. Okay, so... In environmental news, today we have our article from Vox.com, and it is talking about surprising protests of Exxon's law firm at Harvard Law. Holding a banner reading, Drop Exxon, more than two dozen students in blazers and ties chanted, We won't work for you if you work for them at recruiters from Paul, Weiss, Rifkind, Wharton, and Garrison LLP, a law firm that employs more than a thousand attorneys around the world. We have just a few years left to address the climate crisis. That means stopping corporate polluters from continuing to block climate action and evading accountability for their malfeasance, said a first-year law student, Aaron Regenberg amplified with a human microphone and what is the most critical tool these corporations use to get away with climate murder it's this right here okay so for our green living tips today we have an article on little green seedling by mary imgrund she says that her tips are first of all Realize that perfect is the enemy of good. The first and most important thing in this journey to becoming green is to realize that no one is perfect and just making an effort to stay informed and be an advocate in any capacity is the end goal. The destination is the journey. Don't feel bad if you need work shoes or want to buy something frivolous on order delivery once in a while. The second tip is sustainable eating. The kitchen is one of the most wasteful rooms of your house. 
or corners of a dorm. Everything is packaged and a lot of foods have either a high carbon footprint, like meat, or cause social harm, like quinoa. Whilst I don't advise you to try to photosynthesize instead, you can make a few very small changes to have a drastic impact. For food, you want to avoid things packaged in plastic, and yes, that unfortunately includes vegan meat alternatives. Her third tip goes on to say, invest, patch, and thrift. Think of your clothes, no matter how much you paid for them, as an investment. If you can't afford expensive, ethically made clothing, that's okay. These brands, at least the honest ones, that aren't upcharging to pay for advertisement, pay more for their materials and labor, so their prices are simply worth more. That doesn't mean that you should treat fast fashion as fast fashion if that's what all you can afford. Learn to patch your clothes and don't wash them unless they're actually dirty. You shouldn't wash your hair every day, so imagine what happens to your clothes when you wash them harshly after wear everywhere. Her fourth tip says to have a sustainable home. Home renovations are incredibly expensive. I recently walked into a home renovation store to price cabinets and walked right back out when I first saw the one that was for a thousand dollars. If you can afford to pay an artisan to make handmade items, absolutely do so. My boyfriend makes tables and other wooden goods from all salvaged materials and his clients actually help keep wood from being dis discarded, but not everyone has that privilege. Instead of buying new, you can upcycle or refurbish old discarded pieces. Her fifth tip says, just buy fewer things. This isn't about suffering. It's about the freedom that comes with overcoming powerful marketing forces that manipulate you into thinking more stuff will make you happier, fitter, healthier, or more attractive. That doesn't mean never buy anything but build in a buffer for yourself. Wait a few hours or days before buying something so you don't succumb to an impulse buy. I'd also recommend keep keeping a running list of things you want or need and getting them all in the same trip. Very good advice. Okay. Our goddess for the day comes to us from vice.com and it is Saraswati goddess of knowledge. Saraswati means pure water, which comes from her flowing elegance and the ink of the written word. She is the patron saint of science, music, and the arts. She played the Veena, a Hindustani harp, and appears as the celestial symphony when the universe began. She is surrounded by books and is said to be the impulse for the creation of one of India's most important spiritual texts, the Rigveda. She is eloquent, infinitely creative, and wise. If you're studying, reading, writing, and singing, or freestyling, or selling flowers, you should probably look to her for inspiration. And wear yellow. That's her vibe. Okay. So... 
Today's yoga advice comes to us from Hala Kori in Yoga Journal, and it says that in many yoga and healing circles, trauma-informed has become somewhat of a buzzword, referring to practices that are sensitive to the needs of, or sorry, specifically address the symptoms of trauma survivors. The foundational intentions of a trauma-informed yoga practice are to help you find a sense of grounding and support in your body to connect to sensations in a safe way, and to use the practice to help you trust your body's signals again. This way, you can learn to self-regulate and find a sense of physical, emotional, and psychological safety as well as presence and balance. According to, okay, and then moving on, according to Matador Network, in an article by Amanda Caprito, there are five cool types of meditation, and she says that those include foam rolling meditation, laughter meditation, brain massage meditation, which is also known as binaural beats, crystal and chakra meditation, and sound bathing meditation. I really like all of those. I hadn't heard of laughter meditation yet, but I am definitely wanting to try that. Okay, so we are going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. Okay, so one of the articles that I wanted to go on with comes to us from Excerpt Media, and it's called Three Ways to Embrace Holistic Health, Nutrition, Fitness, and Mindful Mindfulness Practices that Improve Your Health. And it's by Gretchen Hotchner. And basically, it starts out saying, ever wonder... Why are my knees cracking, making noises when I walk down the stairs? Or why can't I wear high heels like I used to without getting pain in my toes? Or mostly, hey doc, can you please wave your magic wand and get rid of these wrinkles on my forehead? To which his answer is usually, I'm sorry to tell you, but it happens to all of us. It's called aging. As we age and grow wiser, we have likely noticed the days of underperformance where the days our diet suffered or the days we easily lose focus were the same days we put off our normal exercise routine. Mental health and physical health are concordant. One simply cannot exist without the other. Okay, and it goes on to talk about the word holistic and basically it's saying here are three ways you can become holistically healthier through fitness and mindfulness practices in your daily life. And the first example is the gut and brain connection. So holistic health, it says, is a lifestyle, not a diet. And it says gut health and brain health are the two most essential organs in feeling and looking our best. Our gut helps to keep our body's immune responses and inflammation under control. And the human gut is home to 100 trillion microorganisms and gut hormones that influence our cognitive ability. 
when we focus on giving our bodies whole, nutritious foods, benefiting both the gut and brain, we're actually helping to improve our minds and bodies. And the second thing that it talks about is to stretch and breathe. And it says, with yoga centers popping up almost every corner of Nashville, it's no secret that this ancient practice is popular and for good reason. Benefits range from increased flexibility and muscle strength to improved energy and mood. Bending, stretching, and breathing should not be overlooked when developing yourself physically. And it says, we all experience varying levels of anxiety and stress, but it's what we do with those feelings that can allow us to either grow or paralyze our progress. One of the most powerful ways to stay positive and resilient during intense times of stress and uncertainty is to practice gratitude. It's nearly impossible to be angry and grateful at the same time. This practice can be as simple as writing down three things that you're most grateful for every morning or sitting down for a 20-minute guided meditation. Try walking through a park without headphones on. When you're with a close friend or loved one, think about all the things that you appreciate about them. Take time to connect to your breath, even through yoga or solitude. It's what gives us life and will connect you to your true needs and desires. And the third recommendation is to find balance. There's a reason doctors call their work a practice. Our bodies are dynamic beings that are constantly evolving, just the, just the same as the environment around us. Be patient with yourself as you focus on changing and refining your wellness journey. Putting these, putting these nutrition, body, and mindfulness tips into practice can dramatically improve your health. Balance is the key to a holistic life. Instead of jumping on the latest five-day juice cleanse or fasting for 72 hours, try a simple adjustment to one area that you may have been neglecting. In order to feel more balanced in all areas, remember these helpful pointers. Stay curious. It's easy to get comfortable and complacent in our health and wellness journey. Try mixing up your routine. Try out a new vegan recipe. If you're normally a meat eater, slow down by doing a yoga class if you're an avid crossfitter. Download a beginner's meditation app if you never allow yourself to sit in silence. Listen to your body. Your body knows what it needs. It's important to tune in to the purpose to re of recover. It's, I'm sorry. It's important to tune in for the purpose of recover. Okay. Common messages your body could send to, can include slow down, rest, breathe, stretch, etc. Don't ignore the signs. The next thing is to embrace fear. Starting a new wellness routine isn't easy and can expose parts of ourselves that make us inadequate in areas that we thought we were strong. Remember that no one has all of these areas perfectly in shape. We can always improve. The goal is to get a place where you feel centered, get to a place where you feel centered, and find the routine that works for you. Some people are able to focus on their health and wellness first thing in the morning. Others are better at waiting until the end of the day. No matter what, be sure to find time when you're able to give fully of yourself. All right, so that's about all we have today.
I'm going to wrap this episode up and I will be back with you tomorrow. Um, I'm sorry. No, actually, Saturdays and Sundays, there won't be a podcast. It'll just be Monday through Friday. So I'm taking the weekend off and I will be back with you on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend. I hope to talk to you soon and blessed be. Namaste.